Hey, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Vialucci Podcast. Honest, uncensored, and unedited discussions about life and everything in it. So sit back, relax, and let's start the show. normal conversation but theo has a dream that he wants to tell us yeah i nearly forgot it then yeah don't mind <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah are we on are we live i think we've been live for about five minutes <laughs> it's been five minutes of you going well, are well, we live before the dream i'm just going to apologize if i do play around with my mic a little bit not, a, def- not a euphemism i definitely did not have <laughs> that not mic. i definitely it. didn't have that mic that close to my mouth last week skip to the end so anyway your dream. dream yes i i always i had a dream right that we did a podcast yeah. and there was a rabbit in the podcast. Wow. But then, anyway. Oh, right. <laughs> Straight off the bat. Well, who, who had two minutes? No, but then the, I, <laughs> I woke up and I thought, that would be quite weird if we just sort of like. What, if you had an animal? No, 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 look at this. If we just had a rabbit <laughs> just bouncing around and like, didn't mention it. Did that like, like somebody was like, LSD just... would be watching it going, they're not. Is there a fucking rabbit? Yeah, just you've got to not it. acknowledge it and just be like, what do you mean? What are you talking about? There's no rabbit. Here. I just don't even mention anything. Just have yeah. a podcast and there's a rabbit on the table. Just don't say anything. It's like when we I'm were in fil- favour of this. I, I like, like I think, yeah. Should have brought a rabbit. For, for like the late night sort of clubbers that have come back on ecstasy. <laughs> and that's what they're, the first thing they're doing after their heavy night out <laughs> is, uh, is switching on the VLG podcast. There was a guy I listened to recently and he was talking about when he was growing up, they used to go to the raves, yeah. right? Like in the 80s when you were taking drugs. and Because um, no one takes drugs anymore. <laughs> no, not, not <laughs> yeah. in the proper way they do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not now with social media because <laughs> yeah. you know you're gonna, someone's going to have a picture of you. Yeah, I wonder if you do get a lot of people caught because everywhere, uh, you get, everywhere. You get it quite a lot with celebs, but that's basically because they're, in inverted commas, so-called friends. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why you need inverted commas and so-called. That was, <laughs> that was redundant. Their so-called friends are stitching them up, you know, so they'll be whoever snorting a line and someone who's meant to be their mate is just quick stuff. Yeah, yeah. Sell it to them. There's 50 grand yeah, per photograph. It's not going to be 50 grand, but it's oh. going to be a, a decent whack amount. Well, uh, this guy said him and his mates would go to the rave and at the end of the rave, they would sell mice. Wow. Because people would be like, oh, like little loved up, and then you're loved up, and they give you a little nice little warm animal. Like you, I find was so worried. Well, that I mean, that's kind of a bit weird. But I was thinking, like, oh god, they're going to eat the mouse, yeah, aren't yeah. they? That's how this story ends. What do you mean? <laughs> they, they were going to like they're so high they ate the oh, mouse. Like, oh, no, that was, that's why I was right. I was getting <laughs> the them on a, on but a it's sort of like fucking weird. But you go, oh, well, it sort of makes sense. Like mm. get them while they're down. Sort yeah. of thing. Yeah, Jabble would have been better. Yeah, Jabble, mm. Jabble or hamster. Hamsters just, are too fragile. Oh, can you imagine a box full of mice. Yeah, and day, we, start, we can't get rid of these. Let's start eating each other. Should we introduce yeah, our guest? I was going to say, yeah, like, Luke Addison, man of the future. I left the man of the mag- future. Yeah, because he's prime minister of the future. I've decided okay. like five years ago. I had the magazine with him in it, and I left the bloody thing indoors. So how come? If five years ago he decided you were you were going to be the future prime minister, so how how yeah, he's not? I mean, he's never mentioned it. I'm talking. About, I'm sort of. I'm sort of like clearing the way. So, <laughs> so how so how old? If you don't mind me asking, how old are you, how old are you now? I'm currently 26. Currently. 26 so when you were 21 you <laughs> saw him how the... long ago did i meet you it'd been about five years god damn so 20, and I was at, at the age of 21 then. that was uh... <laughs> yeah. oh yeah i'm not messing around no, when... but, no but i'm saying you know at age 21 you saw in this young yeah. man yeah i'm not being funny like yeah. he doesn't understand no i'm not mocking i'm just saying like that's impressive so oh I... Oh, 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 you oh our production team is, oh, sorry, we broke. We should have been more professional than that. Um, we got the fear. Yeah, so, <laughs> oh, man, God, man, I haven't seen you for, what, a year and a half, two years? Yeah. 
So I had big plans for him with the magazine, but then he had to go and do his thing around the world and get his political career in order. Before he had to go and do all the charity stuff mm. that they'll look back on as what he did when before he all got into office. Deeds. You um, mean to go, so you know David Cameron <laughs> fucked a pig? But your thing <laughs> yeah. is like I, I helped. Uh, well, well, you will tell us what you did. That just let get let go. Mm. Well, yeah, because it's kind of like all right. He didn't. I mean, obviously, he didn't actually. It was a uh, private school thing. Well, it, um, his thing was basically like, you know, there's no proof of it. There's no again pre-social media. There's no proof because now right, obviously yeah. everyone will be like selfies yeah. by the pig's head while his dick's going in his mouth. I can't believe we're talking about this. Yeah, I'm glad you said it and like it was using its. But that was, goes... but that was that was the alleged story. We should right. say it wasn't. It wasn't ever proven. But they basically treated it really well. They just went, we're not even going to bother. Com-, you know, his PR people just went, we're not even going to bother commenting on this pathetic yeah. made-up story. And that's it. And they go. That's like the royal family. They don't but there's, if there's not one else, deny or confirm. Yeah, anything. there's no. Yeah, they very rarely comment on something. Obviously, the Prince Philip thing because it was so high profile that he um, crashed a car. <laughs> you, you can't not comment on it. But all this nonsense about like, oh, Kate and Meghan don't get on. An insider tells us a, a, spe- a, a source close to the family, which means we made it up just now <laughs> because we know they're not going to bother suing us over this. Uh, That's what it is. So, Luke, mm, yeah, you've been. <laughs> how many countries have you been to? Oh, maybe, maybe thirty. Think of that. Yeah, that's. I a didn't lot even know that many existed. <laughs> How many are there? Is about 150, 160 countries. I think there's close to two hundred. Oh, blimey! There? There's like one hundred eighty-two in the UN. I was just before you got here. I said like you've been to more countries than I know. Like, think of that. And he's. Tw- I'm <laughs> trying to even do like the math. Um, does Wales count? <laughs> a Welsh person would <laughs> say yes. Yeah. You're not including the ones you flew over, are you? Yeah. That's what I would do. Yeah, I'd be like, uh, um, yeah. Yeah when, it, yeah, when I flew Take to China last year, I'm like, right, that's 50 in a row there. Yeah, it is. But you've, you went to Vietnam. Mm. So, yeah. f- so I'm <clears throat> fascinated by people that choose to go over to those sort of places. So what popped into your head to make you go over there? Was this work or pleasure? Work. 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 So, and what is, it, what is it you do? Um, well, that's... Hard to... Because you've done a lot of things <laughs> trying to yeah. figure things yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I kind of say for a job, my kind of main job that I've been doing for the last three years is as a carer for elderly people. Okay. As a way of kind of having a job that was useful to other people, yeah. kind of job satisfaction at its peak, yeah. and you know, money was coming in. You know, So I, I knew I needed a job because of all the things I was doing that weren't earning me money, so volunteering or traveling or whatever. But I just refused to do something that was kind of mind-numbing and useless so about three years ago i started working as a carer yeah um kind of alongside that alongside that before that and after that and before that uh i trained as a journalist and i worked for a little bit in a newspaper and a kind of independent journalist and i was kind of earning some money doing that but mostly because i enjoyed it but the boss was a pain in the ass yeah (laughs) yeah there was a few issues with with this was it (laughs) (laughs) i don't think i would i would well i might work for him but maybe but not not yeah. He'd be fascinating to work for, I think. Mm. No, the two personalities wouldn't work. He's got far too much dignity. Oh, <laughs> that's not yeah. even a slight. Yeah. No, fair enough. No, I just, I'm, I'm, I think he's one of those people that. What's the? How much of this is for show, and how much is this? Yeah, exactly. I think a lot of it is for show, but mm. how much of this is real? How much do you know? A bit like Clarkson, isn't it? Mm. That's the mm. thing. Everyone becomes a character now. Yeah, right? and and Simon Cowell, people like that, who's yeah. probably actually really nice Ooh. if you actually met him, Ooh. but there's that persona they create on the program. Yeah. Yeah. And then that, they do that so much that actually they can't not kind of play into that role. Mm. And I guess that's the problem with TV and so those what, things. So what um, What <laughs> newspaper did you work for? Uh, no, don't mention the name now because I've slagged off his <laughs> yeah, boss. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be, oh, okay. Uh, it was, no, it's nothing. Uh, it wouldn't, you, you wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. It, wouldn't no, it was I like a little like, local paper. I was doing okay, like a so training like, course, right, okay, worked yeah. in local paper, just didn't like it. You know, like some of it, but some of it didn't work so well. And I just moved away from it and realized that actually my interests were in 
kind of collecting interviews and stories myself and then finding kind of ways to output that. So sort of, so you were, I suppose, a, a proto-citizen journalist? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then okay. didn't you go to work for a recruitment company or something? Yeah. It was a bit of a con. Yeah, yeah, got you. yeah. <laughs> two, two, yeah two. <laughs> Every time I met him, he worked for another company. Pissed off. <laughs> yeah. why, why, why did he... That's an odd... They um, just take advantage of him like being nice and selling him something. And then it was like they were trying to get charity money, wasn't it? They, yeah. yeah. It was, it was, so my little journey basically was... I went to university, went to Winchester, studying drama and English. And I went to be a drama teacher. Okay. It was the kind of original plan in like 2011 kind of started doing that and then as I kind of got to see the education system the kind of reality of what it would be like to be a drama teacher in a school mm. you know just did not want to do it at all there were so many kind of issues with that but I realized that what I liked doing was teaching drama um kind of in a uh, like a freelance community way okay so there are ways to teach drama that aren't kind of at the front of a classroom you know teaching so you wanted to drama. sort of get away from dogma and, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah and okay. do some so I was working like elderly people's homes like youth clubs um kind of going to different like a few countries and using kind of drama workshops to touch on kind of like social issues and um do old people's home do like drama things like put on plays or anything I'm not I mean I'm sure they do the one that I went to was this little the good ones probably yeah. yeah I think well the ones that a lot of money goes into right, which yeah. unfortunately isn't a lot but there's obviously private ones mm. so I had a friend that went to an, an old people's home and he was had, was quite wealthy yeah they had free dinner you know free meals a day you know recreational stuff like a little mini theater their acting groups came in and performed it was really like high class but he had to pay a lot for it yeah but the reality yeah. is the ones that go to the ones probably you know that you don't see you know don't have enough money for staff they looked money for, yeah well they just popped in front of the tv be, aren't they and that's, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Be quite a good thing mentally to get them to act in like well that's what they're saying yeah that's what they're saying the thing mm. is that um doing all the keeping elderly people uh, active body and mind yeah. or not helps enormously but often what's happened with um the you know uh local authority ones i yeah. suppose but also ones that are private but maybe struggling yeah just pop them in front of the telly mm -hmm. switch oh, on and that's the thing and they just <laughs> they sort of do the eastern cultures still sort of have reverence oh sorry do the eastern cultures still have reverence for like, like older Italian people the amount of times you mm -hmm. get told they off, do right? mm -hmm. so yeah, like I'll we have it back yeah. to front like we yeah. forget about you yeah. but they still have that thing yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. so the uh, uh, tip for getting old is go to an eastern country and well, get old there. That's, that, that's that TV show isn't it the real marigold <laughs> no. hotel uh, oh, so yeah. it's really good actually yeah, uh, yeah. it's better when it's Miriam Margulies because she just says whatever that she wants, but yeah. Anyway, it, so. it was you telling me about uh, working at the old people home. People you spoke to, I had I've got on one of my list of part of the uh, the um, when we take over the podcasting world mm. is to have somebody like on a, on a regular basis that's old mm. and just go right. Yeah, talk to me. tell us your life story. Mm, yeah. tell us your... It sounds a bit cliche, but I think no, it's no. like a, you'd mm. want to hear that. Well, I mean, mm. there is a reason, broadly speaking, that often I know you have mixed feelings about politicians, but oh. often why they're <laughs> older people because they've lived a life, they've mm. experienced things. No. No, see what you've done there. You've confused maturity know. with age. <laughs> yeah. So you can be an old arsehole that's learned. Oh yeah, but of. I'm saying, but I'm talking about even back to you know we're talking ancient Greek times. There weren't young men that would be. Yeah, no, historic. Yeah. But I'm just saying that the two aren't don't mean. No, no, that. not necessarily. But I'm saying that I think that's why there is an an ex expectation mm. that someone older is better because often youth can be used. In the past, it was used against people. Oh, they're too young. They're too. Yeah. Young. Obviously, you have the exceptions like Pitt the younger or whatever. <clears throat> But it was like, oh, Tony Blair, so young. He's 45 or something <laughs> like that when he became prime minister. I mean, that's middle-aged. Yeah. That's not young. <laughs> um, uh, 
Except being 10 years away from that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, so, I, you know, that's where that comes from. Anyway, I do, I think... There but you think if this was an Eastern podcast, you would go, oh, there's an, an elderly man coming. You go, oh, right, good. Yeah. But here, because we haven't that sort of perverse... Yeah, like, I think we are. youth, 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 Yeah, youth, I think it's youth. youth, and it's, oh, you're Spain, you're out of date, you don't have a, a, a Facebook profile, you yeah. know, blah, blah, blah. But that, so that is like, yeah, because of you, like that, I've got that on the list to get that as a yeah, re- re- recurring thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you, exactly. what, when, what goes through your you head go before the Vietnam thing? Had it popped up somewhere? Had you been there on holiday? Uh, no. So uh, after these random jobs and realizing kind of three, three things that I enjoyed were teaching, journalism and caring, you know, and I've kind of realized that they're the kind of three things that yeah. I'm probably going to end up doing in some way or another. Um, and then it was just about January last year, a good friend of mine um, quit his job because he wasn't happy in his job and then sat there and just said, like, I want to do something. I want to do something useful because he wasn't doing anything useful in his job. And I said, well, one of the easiest things to do, I don't mean easy in terms of like it's you know, so easy anyone can do it, but relatively easy um, if you've got the right kind of mind is English teaching, like being an English teacher yeah. abroad. I guess people abuse it and think, oh, I speak English, I can just go and it'll be easy. That's like the wrong attitude. Yeah. I mean, you can get away with it, but it's the wrong attitude. But realistically, you know, if you've got a, the right mind, you know, you can adapt to situations and you don't get stressed too easily. You can pretty much do it anyway. Yeah. So there was an um, online company called TEFL, teaching English as a foreign language. Hang on. Teaching English as F. Like, oh, okay, right. Yeah, it's kind of teaching English foreign language, and there's an yeah, okay. in the middle. I don't know how. how I thought it just want people to go to TFL and be looking for. Well, or there, isn't there, <laughs> yeah, I think it's London to Manchester. <laughs> isn't there like a fridge company like Tefl? Yeah, yeah, it's the same. You know, um, the the pans, isn't it? The Tefl yeah, yeah, pans. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's the same. You know, United States of America, <laughs> but we don't say USOA, do we? Right. Yeah. yeah. Right, okay. So go on. Yeah. So you saw yeah. the advert. Yeah. So you could go to two places, either Thailand or Vietnam. Right. And it was just it's like a seven month internship. So you basically go over, um, the company sorts everything out for you, you get accommodation, you, you pay for the accommodation, but they sort out your schedule and you're basically working. So, so what ha- the, the paying and the thing, so what happens, you're paying? You, yeah, it, it, this is another, and we can have a whole podcast right. on this, but you basically pay like maybe this much. Yeah. You kind of... Well, how much is it? You can say it doesn't, like roughly. Uh, probably about a thousand pounds. You give them a thousand pounds and that gets you onto the course then you fund your own flights we go to Vietnam oh hang on you, so you have to do a course yes well yeah oh, you have right. to prove you know it's a qualification that you are there are I but, mean I've, I've heard I know and I in fact I know people who have gone without any qualification yeah, and it's a bit you know so what's the course how long what is it so we had to do it was like a online course yeah. which took about two days oh, roughly okay. um, I'd done a three day course like a few years ago already um, but there was this kind of online thing that you had to work through basically to prove that you, you could do it. And what is it, basic English and math? Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, just English. So oh. realistically, I say anyone can do it. Obviously not anyone can do it, but it is relatively easy if you speak English right. and you kind of understand English language. But there was so much that I didn't know. So I studied English at college for two years alongside drama and I studied English alongside drama at university. So I didn't, I didn't have like a, you know, arrogant, yeah. well, I'm an English, you know, but there was a part of me that thought, you know, it, it will be relatively easy. Yeah. But in the kind of studying process, there were so many things that I learned almost like naively about the English language. I was like, fuck that. Like, like, like what sort of stuff? So, so many rule, like rules, right, about the English language. And, and, but like nearly all of them are like exceptions or don't really do this. But one of the things that I found that was really interesting is, and I didn't even know this, but when you list adjectives of something, yeah. there's actually a, a rule of 
the order that those adjectives can go in oh, really? in order to um, uh, to do it. Yeah, I, I made like an acronym and it was something like ASASCOMA, so A-S-A-S-C-O-M-A, right? And it was age, size, uh, origin, shape, uh, color, then, and then it was origin or something. Then it was material. Oh, I, f- I messed it up. But, but it's, it's something like that. So it means you can't just say, you know, great white, plastic cup it has to be white great plastic oh well, yeah this is it. Me about <laughs> yeah. but the thing is you know it automatically without realizing it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do, but the thing is it's then how do you explain that to someone else but why is that there because it's just the way you do logic but works. it's just mm. let it go that's not needed well anymore. no that's uh yeah but that i mean well language evolves like that because mm. we don't all go right, oh by my truth <laughs> <laughs> we <laughs> say different words <laughs> because that's how like, so whenever anyone i always think well shut up because you're not saying forsooth but no one in the house. history of the world has ever picked anybody up on that no 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 no, no because you don't know it you just that's do why, it why is like why is he having to do it well the relative the kind of re, the um reality of it was a lot of the things that i learned especially those things you weren't teaching that. You, know, you were teaching that. basic conversation. You were teaching kind of a book that they gave you on the English language. The test was more or less to get the qualification to prove right. you can teach English. Okay. But so much of what I learned in that thing. Yeah. So I spent ages learning the tenses. Again, I didn't, naively, I didn't really know there was about 13 tenses. The past, present, the present, past, perfect, the yeah. past, perfect, yeah. present, past, you know. Some of it's crazy. And then you look at when do you apply that tense? And it was... This tense should be applied if someone is you know, on their way somewhere, but then they have forgot something, so they're going back for it, and they're now returning back for that thing. Obviously, I'm making that up, but it was quite... I'd complain. So <laughs> yeah. this isn't needed. Yeah. You're but stopping were... people going to... But, but part of it is also how you then translate, because obviously in some languages, they'll do the order differently. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if you I, can't, That's you... what I was thinking. Maybe yeah, it's something it to do with how they hear. So it, no, it is, but it might be... It might be, oh, he's getting two, that's two tell-offs. That's two tell-offs. Yeah, three um, and you're out. Yeah, exactly. So uh, this is, uh, again, for people listening at home, it's always fantastic mm. when we talk about things that you can only see. Yeah, but basically, every time, every time uh, Theo gets slightly too far away from the mic, so mm. but there were, hear him. Like there, there are things that I, like with the order, right? And at first it sounds crazy, but then as Andrew said, some of it you, you do naturally, and you're like, oh, yeah. Right, okay. So for example, a big red bus goes past. Yeah. You're not going to say, oh, a red big bus. You say a big red bus. Yeah. You wouldn't naturally say mm-hmm. a red big bus red ever, bus. and when you think that about that, you're like, of course. So it's like you've naturally kind of. So we're not taught that as kids, and that's why we know it. Or is it uh, just the way? Well, you... you probably learn it from hearing people talk. Somebody mm, was taught it. In, in other languages, them. they might they might if you translated it literally from that language into English, it would then be the red big bus. Mm. Well, it's like the big red bus. like Spanish when you have like red pants, la uh, roja pant no pantalon roca red yeah. pants. So when we translate that, yeah. we hear red, no, pants red, yeah, yeah, but yeah. that channels through. I feel like saying pants. there's a red big bus from there one just to annoy <laughs> <Yeah>. people. <laughs> yeah. Come and stand by the station. In that'll really West strike West. back against the, uh, <laughs> the authority. <laughs> right that'll, be, that'll be trembling so in Westminster. It's something you've got to pass. You have yes. to pass yeah, yeah, yeah. exam. Yeah, I mean, oh, again, God. not being like arrogant, but it, it is it's easy to pass because you have like an online tutor. Right. So you have to like submit certain things like a little essay or a lesson plans. Right. Most of it was based on lesson plans. So it was how do you teach a class of 20 kids age, for, age uh, four, you know, about colors, right? And you'd have this big blank box and you'd just say, well, I would probably start by sitting them in a circle, putting the colors on the board, you know, blah, 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 memory game. You know, this kind of, there's like a structure they teach you, which is like... Um, Pro- process, production, 
something. I forgot it already. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I know what it is. P-E-E, I think it was. Process, PPP, process something production. So there's, a, there's like a, a structure. And they just want to know that you can know that, which right. I've now proved I don't. <laughs> but I am here. So, And then once you can kind of do that and apply that to every lesson plan, right, it's yeah. kind of their insurance of the, to this company okay, of them yeah. saying, look, this person's trained. Right. They've done our course. They've learned this right. PPP thing. Okay. Yeah, that's fair so enough. when they come to you, they will be able to teach. Yeah. But obviously the reality is kind of different to that because, I don't know, some people find it easier than others. Some people, you know, find it really, really hard. And when you get there, the kind of situation is not, you know, it's when I got there, for example, when I got to Vietnam last year, you know, you meet the company you work for. Um, you, they give you the kind of lesson plans. Here's your classes. Here's the ages. Here's the kind of language ability, which is something that they kind of didn't touch on when you went out there. <clears throat> and so much was kind of learning in the first few weeks right, and learning yeah. on your feet. Yeah. So you paid the grand, you did the course, <laughs> you've got the certificate, mm. then what do you do? Do you have to apply to a... Also, the thing we were doing was an internship already, which is why it costed that, which means that now we've done that. So you do this course, you go out, you do seven months of real teacher work, and now I've got a certificate with a tick on it that says I'm an official English teacher. Oh, so what you've done so far is an internship. It was like an internship, yeah. Oh, so right, the money we earned was basically like a third of what you'd expect as an English teacher. So you paid the grant, then they... So how did... What, what happened from there after you paid it? You get... You speak to somebody and they say, right, you go here on this date. Mm-hmm. And yeah. how far ahead was it? Do you, Is it a month later? Is it... Mm, so we started the course, I think, in like February. You had to finish it by about June. Yeah. We did it before then then you had one weekend in guildford actually where we had um about 10 people in a room who were all doing this internship but in different places and it's so you could have like a practical in-person lesson and you're kind of assessed by a guy who works for the company here in england yeah okay, yeah, yeah right and then you knew that your departure date was like okay august the first or something whenever. and how many where did you fly from from uh heathrow and how many of you were there? Did you have to meet up or did you just make your own way there? So I actually went with my best friend. So oh, my best okay. friend, Peter, who I sort of live with and, and went to university with. Um, we Because he was on the quickest job and said he wants something to do. And I said, well, I had nothing planned last year. And it sort of seemed like a good idea. So we said, right, let's do it. And went out. And then before we left, we'd made a couple of friends from England. Oh, okay. also Because you made like a little Facebook yeah, group yeah, and sure. we contacted oh, a few people. And we made I made friends with, with, with a girl. And turned out she was on the exact same flight as us going out. So we were able to kind of meet as a free at the airport and all go off together. And how long's the flight to Vietnam? I think it was about nine hours, ten hours. Oh, that long? Yeah. It was, but we well, we changed in Singapore. So it's like oh, okay. six hours, oh, right. two hour layover, and then like two hours more. So you got there. <laughs> yeah. What's the plan from then? What happens? So we They had, meet you at the airport? Yeah. We had a week in Hanoi um, in like a hotel uh, where you had to do like some lessons and meet all the people because... The internship was split between Hanoi, which is the capital, and then a place called Haiphong, which is like an hour to the east on the coast. It was more kind of localized. So maybe about 40 of the 80 were going to, or half were going to Haiphong, and the other half were staying in Hanoi. Yeah. So me and Peter were going to Haiphong. But you meet everyone for a week. Yeah. And it's just like, you, know, you go out in the evenings, there's like a little celebration thing on the Friday, and then we got on a bus. Sort of here. easing you into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and they did some sort of last-minute preparation stuff, so some guy came in. and. So the first couple of days, what was it like? You landed, you got out, how was you feeling? What was it looking like? Um, I mean, again, not sort of being arrogant, but having travelled quite a lot, oh, right, so not yeah. a lot surprises Wasn't me anymore. Me. 
but there's still that kind of element of wow like a brand new country you know things that are similar things that are very different Vietnam yeah. I'd, I'd be getting off at like a bow and arrow like what's going on here <laughs> I've got a tent I don't know where we're going I don't know what this is skis you must this. stop watching Rambo as your sort of guide <laughs> yeah. to other cultures yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not joking I, wouldn't, I, go, well, I don't know what's going on here. I don't, can, can uh, I it's eat? number three now oh, you're right, out yeah, <laughs> you're out right here we go look <laughs> goodbye so, everyone <laughs> yeah. mm. um so you're like, okay, so you're fairly used to it. Mm. So you got over there. You went to Han, where did you go? Haiphong. Haiphong. You got off. So your accommodation is paid for or not? Um, in a way, so the kind of money you put into it uh, kind of covers some stuff, but right. you end up paying about I think it was like fifty dollars of your wage for your accommodation. So it was like uh, a, a big hotel per month. Per month. Yeah, oh, that's right. So we had about twenty people all in this hotel, predominantly English, some American and Canadian as well. Um, so it's not like a youth hostel. I mean, you've got a proper... It was basically a hostel. Oh, okay. It was like a hostel meets a hotel. Like right. I had a room, a bed, an ensuite thing. You know, the, the, there was some women that owned the hotel and they like did your washing for you. So it was like, okay. it was really, really easy lifestyle, you know, yeah. the, you know and, and nothing. It was just really easy. You know, the, the neighborhood was very sweet, very safe. Um, it's definitely one of the safest countries I've ever been to. I've never felt really? safer anywhere yeah. than there. Yeah, yeah. And what's the political situation in Vietnam? <laughs> Well, it sa- I mean, not it's safe, but is it like, is what's the government? Is it a, a strict- predominantly kind of socialist, communist government? Um, and it just it, it seems to work. I mean, it's you don't but really. It it's not oppressive when you're there. You don't feel oppressed, sort of thing. Not really. But then, as like a white person, anywhere in another country, the, yeah. there's that degree of we were very much, oh, you know, right, everyone's okay. very pleased to meet yeah, us, yeah, very yeah, happy to be yeah. there. You know, it, it wasn't. Did you have people wanting to take pictures? Yeah, you? yeah, you, yeah they take photos. Blue eyes, holding their babies. Yeah. You've got blue eyes, or blue eyes? Yeah, blue eyes, yeah, yeah. Blue. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah I went to China. They were like, oh, we've seen brown eyes. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's another brown eyes. Coming. Yeah. So, yeah. what did you do when you got there, then? You, uh, anything to relax to do? Did you? Or was it straight into work? Uh, I think we had like a weekend, um, some lesson practice on the Saturday, a day off on the Sunday, and then you're basically in your first class on the Monday morning. And you had like a schedule that was all done online, and you you kind of knew your week by week, and it would change and move and around. What's and the schedule for like the first week? What do you start them doing? How old are they? The ones you got to do? So I work with everything from grade one, which is age four, to grade twelve, which is about age. Sort of 16. Oh, so the whole school. The entire think. spectrum yeah. of their education And system. it's just English. Yeah, so okay. English language. Yeah. But you get like, so you get these kind of booklets. For every grade, there's like a, a booklet, you know, and it's got enough lessons on there for the entire term that we're doing. So like, for example, grade 11... 15 year olds that open the first page and it's something like hobbies you know and you've got this page about hobbies and a few ideas for games you kind of choose how you teach it and like what you do so they usually say you know to start every lesson you start like a warm-up like a warm-up game which could be the best one that i used to do was you you split the board in half you get two kids up you show them a word like like a right down cat or superman or whatever and then they've seen it and then they have to draw it so they draw like a cat and then the whole class split in two teams say oh cat yeah good point one point so it's like that um, which obviously sounds really basic, but for some classes was you know hilarious. Other classes you know, didn't work so well. So it's always a balance, and you're always having to what, change what, it up. What are the children like in terms of discipline and behaviour? Are they again so varied? So the language ability was so varied, and then the kind of reactions to you from the kids are so varied. So you usually found that when you came into a class, there was that kind of excitement because you know a white Western teacher w- was always quite exciting, and the kind of Vietnamese teaching style is very robotic and very um again I'm just, you can't criticize it because i was a guest there you know you can't see yeah. another education system and say well, that you know, doesn't work but you know there are things that necessarily i didn't agree with 
or wouldn't have done. So you know, hitting kids around the head with a stick is still is still a basic yeah, it's still a corporal punishment thing. Um, I don't know that I remember from oh, school. <laughs> I think God, you could have done with a clip around that. <laughs> yeah, I'd have thrown things thrown at me face from the teacher. Uh, we had uh, I I I even think now some of the stuff that we had at school you wouldn't get away with that there wouldn't be they'd never touch you but they you might get nose to nose yeah i remember one of our PE teachers saying to a boy like again nose to nose, kind of almost giving the sort of head yeah. nudge and get out of here before i could do something i regret and we were like <laughs> oh she never actually got hit no no oh. because it was well i went to school in the 80s and 90s so i'm not like <laughs> oh, that old. I'm yeah board rubbers thrown at me and yeah yeah things used to work the the things you used to work forward with. That's two knocks and three. It's like riding a bike. I've got to get me. Yeah, got to get used to the mic. Um, but I think now you wouldn't even get away. No, you, you can't, can't even. Raise, no you probably can't even raise your voice. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you had to watch a few people getting clapped around the back. Yeah. Did, you, yeah. did, you, did you ever clap? Did you ever I'll get into this? Did you ever? <laughs> no. no, no, no. I love that putting you on the spot in the pocket. <laughs> did you ever strike That's a child? Well, uh, you know. Do you? Um, so what, do they teach English there, like yeah. in school? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so they have you, usually have an English teacher who teaches English, and depending on the the funding that the school gets or the kind of area the school's in, it, would, it oh, depends right. so depends. much on how the kids work. And what about you? Did they know what you were saying when you turned up? Again, completely varied. So, really? for, yeah. So a few examples were well. Again, going back to the Vietnamese teaching way, for example, they the method of teaching from many of the classes. And again, every school is different, but predominantly is this line by line, blackboard, chalk, writing. And then I remember watching a few classes and the students literally watch line by line and copy down like yeah. this. And the, only, and the only time they kind of stand up is either as a punishment if they've been talking, which they very rarely do because a lot of them sit like this when their teacher's talking. Yeah. And they have to stand up, read on the board as a punishment. Oh, okay. So then when it comes to our lessons the kind of the Western lessons. Firstly, they know that they're not going to get hit by you and that they can kind of do anything they want. <laughs> right. So the kind of phones come out for the older ones, the kind of behavior changes oh, a little cheap. bit. Yeah. Sometimes, I mean, you know, again, it's all part of being a teacher, yeah. you know, and, and, and there's these challenges with that. Sometimes, you know, and it was so 50-50. You know, sometimes it'd be frustrating. Sometimes you'd have a class where you could literally just have a chat like this right, with okay. like 15-year-olds. Yeah. And then we're going to one class and a sort of, the predominant kind of front row spoke brilliant English and I had a you know a lesson plan about hobbies or whatever. And after a few kind of games and activities, what happened was they just kind of started asking me questions. You know, what, what, where are you from? Like England? You know, da, da. They knew about Brexit. You know, they're sort of Jesus asking questions Christ. about this. You're like, I've been trying to get away from <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and, and you actually found, you know, and then, you know, this is just as important as, as the lesson plans. You know, you were having real conversations and they were talking about, you know, their government. They were very interested to see um, you know what my view was on like the Vietnamese war, on, on the, 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 kind of the war there, and how they're perceived across the world, and oh, yeah. they were so fascinated in in the world. Yeah. So I came away from uh, sort of my favourite classes. You'd come away like, Whoa, you know, almost like, boom, yeah. you know, other classes you'd go to, and the language ability would be very low, the attention span on lesson would be very low, and they'd just have phones out, or they'd move. A lot of them would just move from the front rows to the back rows, and they'd be like. You'd be like, come on, oh, move really? to the front. Yeah. And they'd just be like this. Oh, okay. Come on, move to the front. They wouldn't yeah. do it. And then given, again, with the, the standing up being a punishment, when you had a, like a game or an activity that required someone to read or um, do something active, you'd be like, right, a volunteer? And they'd be going, oh, God. Because like <laughs> it's culturally not there to be right. like, oh, some yeah. of them did it, obviously, but a lot of them. Yeah. And again, it just depended on ability and kind of where you were. But there was one school I went to, which was really, really far out. It's like an hour to get to. It was really rural. And I think we, well, we kind of learned that we were probably some of the first Western teachers to go there. Mm-hmm. So there was that, that oh, you know, they were quite excited to see you. And, all this. and this was when, sorry? Uh, sort of October, sort of September last so, wow. year. So all that time they've not, had, mm. not that you necessarily think, oh, you know, I'm not someone who's like, oh, they should be, everyone should speak English and da, da, da. But you kind <laughs> of think it's been a relatively open 
country mm. for a long time, and obviously, if you're wanting yeah. to, the fact that there's you think the poison so of the Western culture the, gets in there pretty the quick. Of the <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I'm yeah. just thinking, just, just learning English. Just a can English. of coke in there and a couple of fags. Yeah, and that's just four. Watch You're on four <laughs> now. That's mental. How are you getting away with it? Look, I'm because speaking I, directly into the mic. Well, yeah, but then I've, I've moved my mic. Oh, like you're so ameliorated into the mic. room. <laughs> ameliorate. That's not even the right usage of that <laughs> word. Well, it's sort of slightly changed position to improve its audibility. Mm. Yeah, but you're nearly kissing the mic. I know, and I'm I'm loving it. (laughs) Are we not doing something different from last week? Because I was definitely well, we were holding mics. Yeah, but I was not holding the mic to my mouth like that. Well, no, I was holding it like this, and you and Charles going, "Oh, you don't need to hold it like that." And then who got who got the gold star when who got the gold star when we came back? Yeah, you did get a compliment today. Actually, thank you very much. So, um, right, so when you're out there, what you eating? No. To me, it's just like, I don't know what goes on out there. So. Yeah, he didn't have it. You didn't, you didn't go with your bow and arrow. To kill <laughs> yeah. I was just catching hunting. hunting. Yeah. Uh, well, where we were was obviously more localized. You had Hanoi, right. the capital. Yeah. You, you, there's like the occasional KFC, McDonald's, and it obviously made it over there. Um, it Which is kind of, interesting, given the obviously yeah, the, yeah, yeah, We'll call it. We'll call it troublesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, but where we were it was a lot more localized, and kind of our little neighborhood we lived in, there were little local restaurants and, and kind of um, cafes and things you'd go to. And majority of what, what they kind of eat is like noodle noodle based things. Yeah. Something called pho, p h o, which is basically like a soupy noodle yeah, bowl, okay. right? They have anything from chicken to you know, beef to would it be some? Would it be a bit sort of like ramen? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So generic sort of Asian Asian kind of food. Um, yeah. So you're, you're you're paying for everything now. This isn't taken care of. Like yeah, the yeah, yeah. But the exchange rate is so right. good. I think a pound is about 34,000 uh, dong, which is the, the currency. So, for about, so are you being paid as a job? Yes. Oh, okay. So you're earning money. So we're getting about $500 a month, um, which, okay. which, which equated to about 17 million dong. Yeah. Right? And for about 5,000 dong, you could get you know, a beer, a uh, big beer, you know, for about 10,000 dong, you get a good dinner. Yeah. You know, so, and a coffee is about, you know, 15 to 20. So, by 000. the end of the month, were you still having, you were earning money? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, okay. yeah, you were paying about $50 so rem- for accommodation. Yeah, yeah. so remind me again the, the exchange rate. So, if it's, so it's about a pound, is about 34,000 dong. So, 30p for a meal, then, right? More or less, yeah. yeah. Well, we also we rent, we rent, rented motorbikes when we were there as well. And I remember, which was a, a, a kind of a hilarious, amazing process because we didn't have a license. I've driven a motorbike before. There was four of us went to this motorbike shop to, to get these motorbikes. And I think two of them had never even been on a motorbike and, and I had probably the most experience and my friend had a little bit of experience and we went in and we just said uh, four motorbikes and the guy was like okay uh, which you know, which ones do you like we said, um, that one it got four out he goes okay uh, you want to test them okay here's the keys there's the road see you in a minute trust <laughs> yeah well exactly <laughs> so you all got on these bikes and I'm looking at my friend who was like you know, I'll be so, honest there, you probably don't want to go to jail in Vietnam. It just strikes me as one of those countries you probably don't want to go to jail in. Yeah. But. Well, but again, I mean, again, it's another conversation, the sort of legal system, the, the kind of police attitude to things, you know, was very much um, relaxed. But again, because you're white yeah, and Western. Right, yeah. oh, okay. So the thing we found was almost like laws for locals and laws for Westerners, right? right? Yeah, okay, Which yeah. does make you a bit uncomfortable in some ways because you sort of think... Feel bad. Yeah. You, yeah. But then, yeah, there's a whole, you know, it, yeah. it does kind of mess with your brain a little bit, but... So, for example, we would drive motorbikes with no license, right? And there, every now and then, you would get pulled over, and and you could you could either escape, which was easy, or sometimes if there was <laughs> well, a hang about, on, what? <laughs> yeah, I felt like you need to wind that back. Yeah. Yeah. You can't just be like, oh, by the way, I'm a fugitive in yeah. Vietnam. So, uh, basically, the police kind of function on being paid, right? 
Um, and again, there are good policemen. Being and, bribed by, by people, they stop you. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Fine. And then, so for them, you know, if they see a kind of white person on a motorbike, usually they can assume that they don't have a license and pulling them over will be kind of easy money. Right. But obviously, if you kind of resist paying long enough, so our advice from our kind of Vietnamese friends was, if you do get stopped, just pretend you don't speak English and kind of keep the conversation going as long as you can. And eventually the police will just give up and be like, I'm not going to get any money from this yeah. guy. It's wasting my time. Did you they get pulled go. over and have to do that? Uh, so I got pulled over maybe three times and I Did escaped. Did you use two your SAS them. training? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I escaped. <laughs> well, there was one time where they kind of, kind of waved you to the side. And I, yeah. sort of, I kind of did because it was quite busy. Yeah. And then he was kind of doing something with a pad mm-hmm. and kind of being around here. And I just sort of went, no and went away yeah. yeah and then I kind of looked in my mirror and he just sort of went I wasn't expecting that that's going to come back to haunt you they'll be like listen David Cameron did that thing yeah. with a pig but we've got an actual uh, this man's fugitive. an actual fugitive yeah. but then Vietnam. I did pay I paid maybe one or two bribes when they stopped me so, so was... you paid bribes and escaped from the police oh, no, this is tremendous the, it was, it was, the, the papers will have tough. a real day it was tough how much did you have to pay so one of them they kind of pulled us over and I think we had gone the wrong way through a thing. So I remember saying to my friend on the back, oh, you know, normally I wouldn't, but they actually got us for something, right? And the guy was saying, driving license, driving license. And I was saying, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Went on for a very long time. And he started saying, right, I need your key and I'm going to have to seize your bike for seven days. And I was like, oh, this isn't what they said was going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> so then I had to it's kind gone of, off script. <laughs> yeah. So I had to drop the act and went, oh, Check driving license. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't have one. Yeah. I was back in my hotel, I think I said. Yeah. And I said, look, and I just went, look, how much? Oh, and he, sort no. of, he goes, like this, and took me to a little office and then wrote down something like, he wrote um, 500,000, so half a million, which again is about 17 pounds, right? Okay. And I said, like, no way, I'm not paying you 500,000. He says, okay, scribbles it out, shows me again, 300,000. I went, I love you're haggling for your bride. It was like, it was kind of hilarious, but, but obviously crazy. But you, you never, you don't feel unsafe, right? So mm. I still felt incredibly safe. I felt, I still felt, you know, no part of me was like, oh my God, I'm going to jail. Yeah. It was just how much am I going to have to pay here? Just you know? a transaction. It wasn't yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, they're not, you know, they're not aggressive. It's not aggressive at all, um, like ever. So it got up to about 250,000. And I thought, oh, okay, you know, it's not going to get, you know, I, I was kind of getting a bit, kind of anxious by that point anyway because I just wanted to get on with what I was doing so I was like okay she's going for my money 250,000 he sort of does it quickly you know scrubs up the piece of paper and just says thank you yeah. and I was like thank you and he opens the door and he got my bike and I went so, off so and how it much was, was 250,000 then was so it so about 10 8 or 9 pounds yeah. oh bloody oh, hell okay, it worth it, it? Yeah. Well, so, over there. Well, it is, and it's crazy because you think you know, you're in another country you're driving out a license you're stopped by the police and rather than obviously thinking in reverse situation here how, how insane you know that would be um, in, in terms well, of eight, was it 80 quid to drop your cigarette butt, isn't it? I think. Oh, really? Yeah, really? In, in, in England, yeah. Well, oh, yeah, 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 chug, yeah, yeah, you know, the, yeah. You know, the little quasi-police that they have. I was in the, the shop the other day and I see the security guard now wearing cameras here. <laughs> I think it's a good idea. Yeah. Well, but, no, that, but that's more, the, I think that's more for like their protection as well, yeah, isn't it? They because they that you... So many, so many yeah. of these kind of cases now are, you know, the policeman did this to me or did this to me. And some, obviously most of the time they're probably right. But in the case where it's like dag word against theirs, I think mm. the cameras kind of protect them. I understand that. But if we do like, I keep saying, if you just zoom back over the problem and go, right, what's going to happen here with this? Then you may as well say, let's give everyone a camera because yeah. it will stop everyone doing anything. Well, everyone does. Everyone has mobile Everyone phones. does, yeah. yeah. No, but then... Because you're, you're allowed to film the police unless it's something na- matter of national security you're allowed to but film then, them they'll tell you to but stop the answer, but you are allowed but to film them just go ahead 50 years and have a camera in every room on mm. every person 
That's the same logic. We'll all just be watching. I mean, porn. domestic violence. <laughs> we'll we'll all just be watching each other have sex. Mm. But I mean, it's going that way. Like no yeah. one's saying anything. We're all gonna. It's like 1984, but like. Mate, you got it completely well, that, wrong. I you didn't know how bad it was going to yeah, get. There, there was, there, now we're going to film each other. Not yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, that was the, uh, someone did a, you know, it was a kind of, it became like a viral kind of thing saying that George Orwell was right about 1984. He just got it wrong that it would, we'd be doing it for them. Yeah. Mm. We'd oh, be filming, God. We'd be, mm. you know, um, you, there probably wasn't a lot of cameras out there, was there? Uh, yeah, I think, yeah. Yeah. Were. I mean, you didn't really, it wasn't like I, I thought about, you didn't feel overly watched or anything. I think it kind of, Oh, kind of higher priced places like hotels or whatever had a lot of cameras yeah. and other places didn't um but just back on the, the the motorbike stuff right so that was you know the worst thing that would happen was obviously that or the or the bike would would break or blow up which happened quite often um so one of my friends was driving and then he kind of looked around and his back wheel had caught fire and he jumped off it <laughs> not just then, gone flat tired yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he jumped off it and then in a matter of seconds the bike just well, that's like the flame. great escape this gone to what <laughs> yeah. happened next well then he well he rang the bike guys and uh, they obviously came and and, and helped Put out the flame with a fire extinguisher <laughs> and then they just gave him another bike and was like oh, sorry about that it, it happens and he got on this this is your new bike yeah. and then we said to him what did they say he said oh they just told us you know that happens sometimes, and all of us were like, "Oh, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. our next drive something sort of shit." But um, you know, what was really interesting again with, with the police thing was, you know, one of my friends who was driving, he was on this kind of main road, and then a lady pulled out with a, with a bicycle, an old lady, and he crashed into her. Oh no! And you know, hurt her quite badly, and, and obviously had this you know, hurt the bike. He fell off. You know, they had quite a, quite a bad kind of smash from it. So the police turned up, um, but again. Not in a threatening way, just in a <laughs> please tell him I got me wallet. Out. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, but, yeah, and it, you, you know it, it was it was that it was that case, and he you know they he had to pay a. a oh, even of, then you have to pull pull money out. Yeah, so he paid he had to pay them on the spot for certain things. She went to hospital. Oh, they shit. asked him for money, which yeah. would, he, they said would go to this woman in yeah, hospital, right. which was yeah, which was a certain yeah. amount. Then they took him to the police station, but he said it wasn't you know he wasn't roughed up. It wasn't like a yeah. come to the it was like a calm come to yeah. the police station. They got him some food, you know, chatted to him a little bit, and they basically just said black and like look like here's what you did yeah. you know here's the amount you're gonna have to pay and i think it worked out to about 250 or 300 dollars overall of what you had to pay which is still a lot yeah but obviously kind of his view on it and the kind of view that we had was you know regardless of of what you your opinion or or, or your kind of thoughts about it you know you're in another country driving a motorbike without a license yeah and you've crashed into someone yeah. you know Anything that they give you that's not prison yeah. is is you know humble in many well, ways. Two hundred fifty quid over here. If you'd have crashed into somebody, she'd gone to the hospital. That's you done, mate. Well, I was going to get your wallet out. Yeah. Well, not even, you think in reverse. So I remember we had a big conversation. I said in reverse situation, you know, Vietnamese or, or any kind of country, anyone from any country comes here, no license, gets on a motorbike, yeah. you know, crashed into an, an old English woman. You know, Front page of the sun, mate. Yeah, you know, you'd be in you know yeah. obviously in deep stuff. So there was that degree of it felt very free out there and it felt almost like the wild west in certain ways. Like things were just sorted out on the spot yeah. with how much either money you've got yeah. or how well you could kind of talk your way yeah. out of things. And we weren't in like trouble a lot, but they were just, it was just very relaxed. You know, you didn't feel on edge. I and quite like that. It was, it was, and, and, and again, there's different views on it, but mm. the way I saw it was, well, you kind of know where you stand, you know, you go for a red light, police is going to pull you over, give them a tenner, you know, that's yeah, it. Sorry, you went awesome, through the light, yeah. go on your way. You know, and that element of it was actually quite easy, quite relaxed. Um, and I think that was obviously what added to it being so safe. And you didn't feel, 
you know, even on the bike, you know, no, no license, you're going along and you, you're not kind of, you know, you just, if one of them gets you, oh, you know, it's kind of a running yeah. joke. Oh, I got caught. You know, one of my friends got, 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 you know, caught today or didn't, you know, escaped or whatever. And it was just became one of those Did things. Did you have a tally over who got caught the most? And no, I think, I think one guy got caught a lot. Um, cause he just wasn't very good at getting away from it, but usually you were fine, you know, and the kind of safety element, you know, was so interesting so where we were living this kind of neighborhood you'd go down the road and there'd be these houses kind of a lot next to each other and the front doors were usually kind of big like kind of sliding kind of french door things and nearly every house all day would just have their door completely wide open and you'd sort of walk down the road and in this one there'd be like a dog and this one might be like a baby and this one like completely empty and they're just open all the time i remember saying to my my kind of vietnamese friend i said you know quite early on don't people worry with their door open all the time and like their telly and their you know their stuff yeah. everywhere and she was just like well, worry about what and i was like well you know that someone might go in and and it was almost like not that she didn't take offense but it was almost like why, why yeah, would why someone would do that to someone like else's that? house oh. you know it was almost yeah. like that but that's someone else's house why would yeah. someone go into someone else's house and do that you know and again it almost sounds naive yeah something you're so used to is just not but it you know <clears throat> crime is so low you know so we're, oh, hanoi the center a little bit more but it's most likely in the international people that are causing the problems where we were you know there's little to none violent crime you know, talking to, i made really good friends up there and they just said you know you don't things like that like don't have the old like drunk punch up yeah, you know course, or yeah. drugs are quite a big problem where we were they kind of would say it was the heroin capital of, of vietnam i think because it was a port do they, do they have the death penalty for drug smugglers is that right no i no i think it's malaysia that that will kill people if you try destroy um smuggle drugs i'm pretty certain that they don't kill so what religion is it vietnam buddhist but only oh, right, okay, yeah yes. which again i think plays into this whole yeah kind okay, of right. ethos Mindset, around community yeah. and 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 this kind of um getting on with your neighbor this kind of thing and you know so she was you know, why would someone go into someone's house kind of thing and uh, everyone kind of knows each other so the street that we were on you know this lady here like knows these ones and know these like the community element is huge when they have weddings they usually just have their weddings in the street and then everyone from the street will kind of attend right, it'll yeah. be a big marquee a big kind of party um and it, it just it was such a, a kind of nice feeling you yeah. felt safe everywhere you felt the kind of community aspect was huge um and it just it did everywhere you went and we walked around i walked around at night on my own like everywhere, you know, and it was completely fine. So, you know, like they said, the only problems were drugs, prostitution and gambling, right, um, which were kind of the main issues. But again, they're not kind of external issues. You're not going to walk down a street and yeah. you might see, you know, someone, someone who, might, who might be a prostitute, but you might not necessarily know, depending on the area that you're in. But, you know, drugs weren't kind of everywhere. You yeah. weren't kind of, oh my God, you know, there's obviously certain areas that were predominantly, you know, there was drugs and other areas where there weren't. Um, but again, it was kind of like an internal thing, you know, as, as, as us, you know, our kind of bosses were just like, look, to be honest, you could live your whole life here and not see a thing yeah. unless you go search. You know, right so I think there was like a casino right, okay. at the end of the beach, you know, and maybe if you hang around there at night, you know, who knows what you'll find. But generally, you know, that's the only kind of issues. So there's no violent crime. You know, there's no crime on like tourists. They said, you know, the worst thing they, when we kind of were being brief, the, the, they said the worst thing you'll find would be like pickpocketing. Yeah. Um, or if you like left your bag on a bench and went over here to take a photo, you know, it might be gone, yeah. right? But that's not because, you know, it, it comes from a place Everywhere of the poor. Pickpockets though, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, and it's just opportunists, you know, and yeah. they said, oh, you leave your iPhone somewhere, someone might nick it because they think, well, that's 200 quid. Yeah. And that for them is like yeah. life, you know, but no one would hold you yeah, up. Yeah, any you know, property you've phone. got is worth 10 times. Just yeah. think of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 You're not going to be mugged for it. It's mm. just going to be, yeah, mm. opportunity. Okay. So what 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 when I was when I when you was out there? So you were teaching. Mm -hmm. So well, 
teaching more or less four or five days a week with sort of a, usually with a weekend off. And what were you doing on the weekends? So everything. So I go to Hanoi a lot where my kind of friends were based. So that was like an hour bus journey. Um, but where we were again was on this kind of um, coast. And if you went kind of an hour to the east to the, to the kind of sea, the, the coast part, there was uh, an island called Cat Bar Island. So a lot of people know Halong Bay which is like quite a touristy area. It's kind of a bit more north. And it's like these big islands that kind of are all dotted around. And so like, if you Google Vietnam, it's just the first thing that comes out, these kind of sea islands. But where we were was a kind of still big but smaller island called Cat Bar. And it's actually a UNESCO heritage site. And it's just like a beautiful island. There's like wild monkeys. There's like rainforests and like beaches. And we just go there like most weekends and just do nothing you know, just what was chill. the weather like while you're out there really hot really hot all the hot, time yeah. it was hot from like august to about first of december then that kind of winter kicks in and it's kind of cold but not cold like yeah, we yeah, know yeah. so i'd be in a t-shirt sometimes cool. and cool. my vietnamese friends would be in like puffy coats <laughs> going, well, how are you in a t-shirt and i'd be like you're cold you know it's this really really yeah. interesting dynamic but then what was interesting is now i've come back and it's been pretty cold cold on and off here my tolerance to cold has been like so damaged so the first day i got back i was in my garden in the evening and i was literally like <laughs> my little brother was in a t-shirt and was fine so i was only there like seven months yeah. but it's really affected yeah. my tolerance to cold but mostly it was very very hot and it just started getting hotter around sort of middle of january when i started coming back did you travel to any specific places outside there like one-off sort of things yeah there was so almost in any direction there was sort of something we yeah. went to a place called nin bin which was like a rainforest and they filmed the new king kong film there the okay. kong island film skull island yeah skull island, yeah, yeah and most of that was filmed oh. in this place the the like river that winded around and the big opening mountains and stuff like that because um, it's weird, you kind of assume everything's CGI. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, just, I think predominantly it's CGI, but the the odd scene thing was was at least mm -hmm. based there. Because right. didn't because uh, I think the film got in a little bit of trouble because they were showing uh, they had a sort of the people of Skull Island, uh, and it was sort of like, oh, it's just the you know these are the white saviors and they're, they're these people oh, that yeah. worship Kong as a god and everything like that. And were, <laughs> they, were those Vietnamese people then? Would they have been? I don't, I can't remember that film. I think I watched that a long time ago, but I don't remember. It's 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 Kong, <laughs> it's Kong punching, you know, helicopters and giants. Yeah, 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 and, yeah. You know, you get what you pay for, and you have a good time, but you don't necessarily. Do they, do they have it cinema again. out there? Mm -hmm. I'm yeah. assuming they do. But yeah. like, what did you go to the cinema? I went to the cinema. And what do they? How do they compare? It was literally like stepping into yeah, a Western no cinema. Yeah. What did you watch? Any, is it, is <laughs> the new Spider-Man film, which was amazing. Oh, well, so there's nothing the, there cultural to them. It was so all they Hollywood. Like, well, they, yeah, I mean, predominantly it was kind of Western films, but there's also obviously the kind of Bollywood and the kind of Asian cinema. So I saw some Chinese kung fu monster film. <laughs> oh, with, that's more like it. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> and I was the only person in the cinema. It was it was quite a fun day. I think I was just I had no nothing to do. All my friends were teaching. I just do you know thought, how much you paid to get to the cinema? Oh, I was like a pound. Or yeah, something. it was like a pound for a ticket. Do they have? Um, is it sort of? Do they have things like intermissions and? No, no, no. no. They cut a lot of the films, which was interesting. Okay. What? So we well, we saw. Have you seen the film Venom? The Tom Hardy film Venom. Uh, I yeah. know of it. So yeah. I saw that like months before it came out here because they had like a screening of it there, which really and it was like a really good film. But there were parts in it where little bits didn't make sense because he'd kind of look around. And then it'd be like the next scene. And I sort of said to my friend, what, what's happening? Yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, they cut it. They cut it to be a certain time for whatever reason. Oh, there wasn't something in it that they cut out. Uh, uh, who knows? There was another film I watched, which was like an army zombie film. <laughs> and there was like something that happened where they were like fighting this guy in the, in, the, in the roof who was a zombie. And then the scene literally changed. And they came out the house and were like, 
okay, where are we going next? Oh, and we, we, were like, we, we won that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember being like, what? And I said to my friends, like, oh yeah, that always happens. You know, you, you have to wait till it comes out, then see what you missed. So oh, it's like a kind of bizarre thing, but... So they just, so it's to keep it to a set runtime. I guess so, Whatever, I guess 90 so, minutes, yeah, 80 yeah. minutes. Yeah. So they're not, um, you know, there's nothing like, oh, if, if it's got some, it's very common, uh, you know, for things like, oh, if it's got something that's homosexual, so obviously Bohemian mm, yeah, Rhapsody yeah. in China, got they, they allowed it eventually to be released, but... I think any reference to him being gay. Are we yeah. just referencing? I was going to say, there's nothing in it. That's... No, I mean, there's a bit where they go to a sort of, I guess, a leather club, isn't there? And <laughs> there's him it. kissing. <laughs> I think there's him kissing men in the film. Oh, I can't even, I mean, who cares? But, you know, it's one of those things you don't think about it. Oh, yeah. Why? But yeah. obviously then when you hear, oh, they cut all this stuff out, and you're like, what he's got a moustache he's got a big moustache he <laughs> yeah. cut that you know you blurred that out they're like oh this is very oh I think it's where yeah, he mate. yeah exactly no but you know what I mean it's like the uh, the old stereotype but it, um, I think there was the, the chap who um, ends up being his last sort of partner you know his last boyfriend the one who's yeah, in the yeah, film yeah. it's not the, the meeting him. yeah the meeting isn't true how they met that's not how they met at all yeah. but you know, I think because he makes a pass him, doesn't he? He kisses him and he says, if you do that again, I'll kick your ass. Yeah, that didn't exist. Yeah. He worked there or something. Yeah, it was some, there was some other way they met. I can't yeah. remember what it is now. But I think that was cut. So they don't have any attitudes about that or anything. That... No, no, they're actually really uh, progressive in yeah. many ways. There. Okay. there was a lot of... Um, just everything seemed to be fine. You know, no one ever said, don't, don't mention this. You know, yeah. We were told when we were working with the kids just to be careful on two subjects of religion and politics, okay. not really to pry too much. But again, like I said, with the kind of language balance, you actually found that some of them were, you know, I wouldn't go to a class and before I even judged the ability, be like, right, tell me about your, your president, you know. Or, yeah. Yeah. And what is, what is, is it sort of one party or is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, and has it always been the same? Is it been the, the, the North Vietnamese, whatever, I don't know how you describe the government, the, the, the guys who won the war, mm-hmm. in essence. Is yeah. It, so there's is it the, that party? I don't know what it's called. Yeah, so... Uh, there's the, the guy Ho Chi Minh yeah, who's yeah. obviously everyone, everyone knows very well and he is still held in very high regard you know, mm. you know the, the the kind of general rule as you can imagine anywhere is you know not to speak ill of him yeah and but it wasn't it wasn't it didn't feel kind of militarized or you know every time you said it you know they kind of got up and saluted yeah, you didn't it. have to salute her yeah you know but there, usually there's a photo of him in most classrooms but mm-hmm. again again as I got to know different different it's a generational thing you know and it's the same with I've seen it in lots lots of countries that I've gone to um, where you kind of have this generational gap with these kind of things right and it's the same in Cuba the same in China yeah China similar. to me was very interesting with, with Mao yeah but they, they were very openly saying like we have this we have two minds about him mm. in that to begin with he won the war he had a with that well, you know, when it was kind of enemy of my enemy is my friend, when mm. they, they and the nationalists were fighting against the Japanese, and then obviously when there was the civil war mm. after, and the fact that he made the country, you know, uh, set the country on on its course, which they're still in, in inverted commas, not really, but they were saying, oh, that was great, and then there was the Mao of the Great Leap Forward that led to the famine, and they mm. said, so it's that, but they view him very, but they're right. very open about it. We thought, oh, are we even allowed to ask mm. about Mao? Are we right, even allowed yeah. to, you know, does it look? Are we going to get in trouble? Is it going to look like we're making fun when we're just asking questions? Mm. But they were all. So of them you've too. seen too many films, mate. It's not like no, that. But you know, no, but, <laughs> but you don't. Know. The only time we ever had any issue was. Um, when we went to Tiananmen Square mm. um, and they oh, said, uh, yeah, our, because they said for you, all you know about Tiananmen Square is the massacre. Mm. And they weren't dismissive about it, but, yeah. they said, but it's a lot more, there's a reason why the protest took there because it's an important square that, you know, rep, in terms of the communist revolution. Um, but they weren't trying to make excuses. No, 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 not okay. at all. But they, and, and our guide said on the bus, they said, if you want anything while we're on the bus, 
Ask me anything you want. I'll give you my honest, mm -hmm. true yeah, answer. Yeah. I will t tell you what I think, what I believe, what I and anything, any absolutely anything. Yeah. Don't be afraid to ask. Nothing's yeah, going to happen right. once we step off the bus. <laughs> don't even uh, don't ask me anything. Yeah. Just listen to what I tell you. Yeah. Because she said there'll be plain clothes, right, okay, uh, yeah. police, you know, equivalent of FBI like mm -hmm. that, just wandering around listening to what you're asking but more importantly what I'm yeah, answering mm -hmm. you know? I'm surprised yeah. you could do it on the bus even yeah well we thought because sometimes they'd say stuff about Mal mm. and we you know they'd be like make a joke about him we were like is the bus driver going to shop <laughs> yeah, him for this yeah, you know you think like, he's laughing but <laughs> yeah exactly it was just sort of like you know is there going to be a thing but no no they, mm. but they said that's and every because you get a different guide in every because mm. we did a guided tour mm. and every um uh Every different city, you've got a different local sort of guide. You had your national guide who went with you around the whole way, and then you had a local guide because right. obviously it's such a vast country yeah. um, and so diverse um, that. But every every single guide would, you know, there would be something about Mao, and mm. they would make fun of the Communist Party, not make oh, fun yeah. of, but they would say that we sort of have democracy because mm. you get to you get to vote for five people, but they're all from the same one party, <laughs> so it kind of swings around about, you know. So mm. they're saying, but it's better than. Have you ever been over there? What Vietnam. to China? No, not to Vietnam. I would like to go. It's yeah. on the on the list, as yeah. it were. Yeah. Mm. Do you have the um the, the insects on the stick? Uh, yeah. yeah. Food-wise, there was very interesting things, and obviously, <laughs> cat and dog is oh, a meat Jesus. that's widely yeah. eaten. Um, Which is odd because it's a Buddhist country, isn't it? <laughs> you sort of think are they a Buddhist Buddhist vegetarian? Is that right? Uh, predominantly, yeah, I think so. I mean, and generally. What, what did you eat? There was a bit. But you want a cat burger? All <laughs> <laughs> bets are off. Well, I mean, it was it was just interesting because you know it it really um, it, it kind of challenged my views in in certain ways because I'm kind of I probably eat vegetarian diet, but I'm also aware that with the traveling that I do, mm. it's going to be hard to be completely you know one sided, yeah. and at the same time, my views on like wasting food are stronger than kind of where the foods come from. So if I'm sat at a restaurant and someone orders like a thing with chicken or beef um and they're not going to finish it i'll be like well that's just going to go in the bin i'd rather finish your food yeah. so my views are kind of there at the moment and i remember going there and you know a lot of the kind of western people came with you know a little bit younger than us you'd go down the kind of dog market street that they called it and there'd just be dogs hanging you know where they're fried from from a thing and people got very upset and they said oh you know it's so horrible and these people and all this you know who, who those same people then you go to a restaurant that night and they'd order a lamb or yeah. a chicken and you think well yeah. Yeah. where's your mind yeah. at you know and it, it, it created really interesting conversations because you still had to say well who do, who can decide what meat can be eaten and can't be eaten yeah. and for them predominantly it was dogs and cats are cute you say well haven't you seen a lamb haven't yeah. you seen like a baby cow like, haven't you, you, seen you seen eaten any you. any type of pigs, yeah. Yeah, pigs if you're eating any time as a type of meat then you can't really claim to yeah you can't say once you're in you're in yeah, so yeah, when yeah, people yeah, are like yeah. oh i'm an animal lover and then chomp down on a burger it's like <laughs> yeah. you love some animals you're not a universal yeah so what did you eat when you was out there well, like we we tried dog. cat and dog actually, but yeah. it was kind of by accident because you'd be sitting at a restaurant and there'd be a big group of Vietnamese kind of guys, uh, a family or someone sat there, and they'd be sort of waving and ah, we had this and you want to take some photos. They come over and then so many times you get invited to their table. So sometimes you, you just want a quick dinner or, or a beer and, and be back home. <laughs> but you would find that you know you'd be oh, come over here, yeah. you go, mm, yeah. okay, and you do because it's sweet, especially being British. Yeah. 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 Like, oh, yeah. I just <laughs> So we went over and, and they takeaway wherever I go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we we end up ringing for takeaway some nights. But we, we went to their table and they said, right, yeah, this big, massive feast, and they ordered some more beers for us, and they they 
so insistent that you don't pay. And it was such a sweet kind of cultural yeah. thing, right? So one In that goes, case, I'll have a triple whiskey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it was. And you, you literally, you'd, you'd be given the money and they're like, no. It's right. almost like disrespectful. Yeah. If you push it too much, yeah, they just yeah. want to pay. And it was very, very sweet, you know. And, and it you know, worked in reverse as well. You know, I went up to my friends. But we sat down and I was with my friend, my friend Ellie, and we were kind of talking to them. And they kept giving us dishes and giving, putting us things in these bowls. And I kind of had this thing and, and I started eating it. And it was like, it, it reminded me of like, and I don't really like bacon, but it was like uncooked bacon. It was like raw bacon. I was eating this thing and, I was, and it was really, really chewy and fatty. And I was like, oh. And, and I just. It was, having to smile and be like, mmm, like, yeah. 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 And then the more you do that, they're like, oh, he likes it. And they <laughs> yeah. kept giving you more. And I, I, it sounds kind of bad, but I remember thinking, I can't swallow this because it was just like this congealed fat thing. Yeah. So I kind of waited till they were on a conversation. I was like, <laughs> put it under my chair and I was like oh, okay and then he saw that I'd finished it so they gave me some more and did the same thing again like, oh no <laughs> but then they had these little things that were like almost like black pudding yeah. like cocktail sausages they're like black pudding gave a couple of those and I ate that and it was really nice because I actually quite like black pudding yeah. and I was like oh I have a few more so I ate this and then Ellie sort of after she'd finally eaten everything she said she's just like what is this and their English wasn't great and they pointed at the bacon fat thing and they went ruff ruff oh and no she was going, no and they're like ruff oh. ruff and it's like, oh, Jesus. and chaw is dog. And they're going, chaw. And we're like, that's dog. Yeah. And she was like, oh, my God, we've just eaten dog. And I was like, well. Yeah, it doesn't really. <laughs> yeah. I know we are shocked, but for what reason? Yeah. Well, this, and again, going yeah. back yeah, to the conversation, yeah. like, why? You know, and I actually said, well, technically, I didn't eat it. I said, look under my chair. And she's like, you fucking. <laughs> He's three foot tall <laughs> yeah. on the chair. Like yeah. 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 But, and, I, and then they pointed at the little cocktail sausage things, and they were going, meow. Yeah. Oh, that's cat. And I was oh. like, well, actually, I don't mind that. I, I had a little bit more. But again, it was just because you kind of, you know, not that it would be impolite not to. And, yeah. you know, there's all those kind of arguments because, you know, you really, really, really you should be able to say no thank you to yeah. anything you know regardless of where you are but I just there was that kind of element of it was kind of you were at a table with a family it was like new food yeah. it was kind of a cultural thing oh try this you try don't this. start saying what's that what's that yeah what's you that? know you just sort of felt well, and, then at the, and at the end of the day you know it's it's cooked it's done you're not yeah. doing much damage to this thing I didn't you know kill yeah, it's that no dog different to any it. other meat it's no different to any other yeah. meat no. yeah. can you um, you drink the water and all that out there that's fine uh, they, yeah. what did they advise you they don't mention don't drink it I don't. I, no. I had cups of this tap water. I just do everywhere. I, for me, I just sort of think, well, you know, mostly bottled water. You had these big urn things with water in it, but I think it was all right. I can't remember. You were. You mentioned the name Ellie twice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who's Ellie? Just a friend. Well, that could oh, be for you see, you, let it, you slipped up there. Would you well? <laughs> Nothing. She's a very good friend of mine. Oh, okay. I, like me, I missed that. I missed it because he, he's so Mister. Like pick on the find the. <laughs> I'm picking on it. I just thought. <laughs> no, I'm not biting you clearly. You've got to bring that up. Well, like, yeah. So is that was she teach, um, teaching as well? Yes. So she's a teacher in Hanoi. Is she English? Yes. Oh. Is this the person that the three of you went on the flight with yeah. together? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. okay, now I do remember. Did you meet anybody nice out there? There's a lot of some nice people. Okay, I'll leave it there. <laughs> You're such like the fishing. I banned him from asking about my my dating and love life because yeah. he puts you on the spot on the podcast. Um, you know, but it's not. But it's so, never anything hard hitting. It's like so. What really happened when El Belgrado left the uh, left the uh, combat zone? It's like so, so. Tell us about Ellie. Well, now that you had such a good time out there, what is any mm. things that you would have wished you'd learnt before? Things you would you could tell somebody else that was going out there. Don't do this. Do do that. Don't bring this. Do bring that. Not so much. No, I mean, nothing just, major. I mean, again, you know, it's very, very safe. So just you relax. Know, yeah, just enjoy it. Like, I mean, I don't get stressed anyway. But there, what about language? Get a language book. That was kind of tough because. Okay. So in terms of like, you know, the whole time I was there, I I didn't have a single day of like nothing stressed me out, right? Mm. And that kind of 
who I am. But you know, never was there anything that was like, you know, and even like lessons and stuff would go wrong. It was just well, it's part of it, you know. Or yeah. I went into one class and said good morning, and all of them looked at me like I'd said like a maths equation. This yeah. was the kind of rural school, and I said good morning, and they were like, like this. Yeah. Hello. Uh, you were expecting. Yeah. And, and someone, and someone hello. Went, hello. Did you? Go, Is this thing on? Well, and, and I was like, <laughs> Ooh, tough crowd. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'd made this lesson plan right because you didn't really know what to expect when you arrived. And sometimes you had a Vietnamese translator, and other time, most of the time you didn't. And you had to kind of assess the English ability right, okay. in that first moment. Oh, and, it, right. and it's very much teacher-student kind of pyramid. You know, you're talking yeah. to them, and I'd say, you know, hello, and then a few of them, hello. And you go, how are you? But then. Again, it's something I've seen kind of internationally as well is they've learned almost a script. So it's hello. They'd say, hello. You say, how are you? They say, I'm fine, thank you. How are you? But they don't know the meaning of and the word. And you say, I'm, I'm very good. They've learned it all from films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, not even that. It's like, a, you know, my first English book and it's the script is, hello, oh, okay. hello, how are you? I'm fine, how are you? I'm fine, thank you, goodbye. Oh, it was kind of like that. Okay. So if ever you said to some, how are you? I'm fine, thank you, how are you? Right. And it'd be like, we have attempted to throw a curveball at it. it sometimes, like, what's <laughs> up? <laughs> yeah, yeah. How, oh, how are you doing today? You know, or I'd say things like, how are you? Are you, are you happy? Sad? Yeah. Hungry? I'd like kind of tease adjectives um, out of them, not adjectives. I'd tease kind of words out of them. But this one, for example, I sort of said, you know, good morning. They just stared at me. I said hello, and they did this kind of script. And I said, uh, okay, today we're going to do something like hobbies. Um, hands up, who knows hobbies? And they again, they just. Like this, you know. They're like, they're the little people. And I remember just thinking, you know, the whole lesson plan was out the window. And I thought, you know, they're, they're, and it's not, you know, no one's fault, but their ability is just not yeah. what I expected. So there's a little bit of a challenge on the spot. And you just You've have got to, to say, figure well, it out every single yeah. day. Is another, yeah, 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 yeah. But again, I, you know, I see that as a challenge, as a positive challenge of actually, you know, you're the only person in this class now. I think that was like two hour class. And you had to be like, okay, well, I'm probably not going to be able to teach this book, you know, these kind of words and hobbies yeah. and stuff. So instead, maybe we can do, you know, kind of more games, but yeah. kind of word-based games. The, the split in half with the drawing was quite good. And, it, you know, you did words like cat and dog and, you know, Vietnam and, you know, you kind of tease things out of them. And then, as I said, but then on the flip side, there'd be classes that were, you know, incredible. So... And then you could teach political dissidents. Yeah, you could like. say, yeah, you could say, who knows? You know, today we're learning about Brexit. You know. <laughs> Donald Trump. So, <laughs> but um, language, language-wise, just just quickly, was was so fascinating and very very difficult because I tried to learn little bits before I went, and I kind of assumed I'd pick it up when I was there. But the Vietnamese language is completely based on the sounds, the intonations, and okay. it's very kind of tonal. So. I've, I'm quite good with languages in the sense of remembering them. So I, there was things that I could write down from Vietnamese fine because I remembered what they were. But everything had a different rising or falling intonation. And so, for example, there was so one word, ma, M-A. Um, you could kind of do, I think it was like eight different things to oh, this really? one word that if said a certain way would be a completely different thing. So I can't remember the order, but like ma going up was like a, a mother. Ma going down was like a, a ghost. Ma with like a kind of a pause in the middle. I think it was a horse. And then like ma. Like yeah, each um, way you moved it around would be like a, like a graveyard, a vase or something. So you have like a horse ghost mother. You're like ma ma ma. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And I met a good, really good friend there who's a Vietnamese rapper. And nearly every word in Vietnamese is one syllable. The longest word is three syllables, and they hardly ever really used that. And it means to lean to the side. And it was like, 
yeah, I can't remember. It was like three syllables, and they were like, "You could have made it up. We would have believed." It. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I told them, you know, the longest word I think in English was anti-disestablishmentarianism. I think it worked out was sort of twelve syllables. Yeah. Anti-dis. Yeah. So I like that. There's that. That's that. That's a cheat word, though. I mean, you can essentially just add, keep adding anti. So you could be anti-anti-disestablishmentarianism. Anti-anti-anti-anti-disestablishmentarianism. That's really clever. Yeah. So you just make you just it's pie essentially. You just keep adding anti at the beginning, and then you end up. Wow, I think it's the longest. Yeah, it's the longest non-scientific. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah, then you go into. Have you ever thought about going overseas to teach anything like that? Uh, (laughs) I don't think I know what (laughs) anti-establishment. You're you're not going to be able to um, order takeout when you go to England, but (laughs) you'll be able. I would be on the last day. Take the picture of the president off and put like Elvis Presley. <laughs> I think that might get you in trouble. I don't think you can bribe your way out of that one. That's probably a big no no. Are you going back? Uh, I'm considering it. So yeah. the friend I went out with, Peter, he stayed. He renewed his contract in January when I came home. He's still there. He moved to Hanoi and works in a, in a company. So how long do you have to sort of do 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 it for? As long as you want. I mean, our contract was sort of seven months. Seven eight months okay. is the What's internship. The minimum? Seven. Probably seven. I mean, Quite a long time. Well, there's two ways to go about it. You can go there as like an independent English teacher, find your own, like you said, kind mm-hmm. of just even without a degree, you could probably talk your way into saying, yeah. oh, I'm English, I speak English, and someone will probably take you yeah. and pay you cash in hand on the spot yeah. kind of stuff. And you just do it for as long as you want to do it. There's other routes into it where you, you do contracts, there's whole companies, there's like, you know, it's like a market, a huge market. Yeah. There's like the, the biggest one, you know, that has this, you know, rotation of, you know, I think it's minimum of like a year. So, so Pete signed up for a year. Like a con- contracted, um, but I could go back any time, and now I've got this kind of certificate, certificate and this yeah, thing. Say, okay. You know, I can pretty much pick any country in the world. You know, that has a kind of TEFL link, or even if it doesn't, now I've got the certificate. Yeah, I could go out and teach. The TEFL is the sort of that's the industry standard one, isn't it? Yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. that's yeah, the okay. one that people get. You know, or you do like a degree or like a master or something in like okay. the English language or something, and that or PGCE like a uh, teaching a teaching qualification. Have you thought about any other countries? Um, yeah, to, I mean, obviously, I mean, yeah, come on, you've only you've got 170 to go I mean, <laughs> yeah. to take them all off of the list. For me, it kind of splits in two ways. So you've got the kind of countries that you'd go to, I guess, to teach English and expect to earn a lot of money back oh, from okay, it, yeah. which is predominantly kind of the Asian countries. So a lot of the people that I met were going to or, or thinking about places like China, South Korea, um, uh, Thailand, you know, for example, and it just it's just the way that the money you expect back from that is insane so something the other day i saw was an advert as an english teacher in vietnam saying like three thousand dollars a month a year you know a year contract and it's the, the money oh, is is, is, in, is right. very very good in china it's even more i think a friend of mine was doing something for i think 40 or fifty thousand uh dollars but when you would you then have to have a master's degree and all that this side again it just depends i think okay. it probably more so than someone else yeah. but i think with the experience that like i've got at least I, I, on paper i'm kind of like on the on the kind of beginning side yeah. of it but i've had a lot of te- i've been teaching for like seven years drama and, right yeah. and english and other things so i think i'd be in good stead so on one on one half of me there's the you know would i go somewhere to teach english predominantly to earn my money right then yeah. come back and then have lots of money and then do the things i'm doing but the other half of me you know really wants to do english in a kind of humanitarian way and i've got very good friends in uganda very good friends in kind of European countries. And what is it you're doing with the UN? Because I felt like yeah, we, you we, said, we skipped What did you say you was doing um, something you've been offered? Um, or is he allowed to say? Are you allowed to say? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, what was it you were doing? You said something had come up. Um, oh, God, you had mentioned it. Um, 
the rotary, mm. you had that, what you was, you was doing the president, what was it? The, what position did you have at the rotary youth something? Yeah. Well, so something that I'm very involved in is rotary. Yeah. Is rotary, and there's like a youth version of rotary called okay, Rotary. Well, sorry. What is rotary? The name, the rings rotary club. Yeah. No, the I, name rings a bell, but what, what is it's that? It's a charity organization. Yeah. Like a big here. charity. There's pretty much a group in every country and it's like a group of local people from that country get together and kind of use their skills and professions to essentially give back like to their okay, communities. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously it's a massive organization. There's a lot of bureaucracy and there's obviously issues of it, like everything, but on the kind of positive side, you know, if you have a good club and a good group, they can really do a lot for the kind of community. So I they imagine, work in. is it a case of some groups really do give back and some groups it's so they can have something to do on the weekend? Kind to of an extent, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, but that's every so charity. So what was the UN, you said, oh no, there was some conference, something was going on, you said you had to arrange it? Oh, yes, so that's not the UN, that's oh. something to do with the World Summit of the Nobel Peace Laureate. Oh, okay, that's what Which, Oh, okay, well if it's, if it's not the UN, then, <laughs> <laughs> if it's only the Nobel Laureate, then we just, are, yeah, just yeah, these yeah. So no. what is this, what's this now? So, alongside kind of Rotary, the other organisation that I work with is called Peace Jam, which I think I was yeah, doing when I last saw you, and again it's just working with young people and Nobel Peace Laureates, mm. uh, in like a kind of peace education kind of thing but what they do is they will have like a conference where you have local school school students university students who kind of mentor those students and then a, a Nobel Peace Laureate kind of in the middle but what they do is rather than kind of treating this person like a like an omnipotent kind of deity you know who just speaks from a podium and then they clap and go they're there for the whole weekend and they really push this kind of humanizing element of saying yes this person's done incredible things but all weekend if you want to go and have a selfie have a chat like you eat lunch with them you know it's so sort of demystifying yeah yeah, well. yeah exactly okay. you know so well, the very first one i went to was in 2014 and the, the laureate was desmond tutu okay and i remember thinking you know when i got there because i'd been to quite a lot of conferences with a high profile guest speaker who comes on stage talks for you know an hour you know, everyone claps. Then we've got oh, time for about three questions. Question one, question two. The okay. limo's here. Yeah, he, <laughs> he's got to get off, you know. And, and, and again, you know, maybe they're busy or whatever, but yeah. it was kind of a strange system. And I went to even like youth conferences and I went to one and the guest speaker was this guy and he was a little bit older. And I remember him saying things like, you know, I, I respect, I love the youth and we have got to empower the youth and all these kind of, you know, youth, youth, youth kind of buzzwords. And then he sort of said something like, oh, I've overrun. So I've only got time for about two or three questions. And you sort of think yeah. the irony of this man yeah. saying, I like to empower the young people. Yeah. But then he spoke too long. That now yeah, the young a, yeah, people Q and A thing, which yeah. is the most important yeah, aspect course, in my yeah. opinion. You should cut your speech yeah. Yeah. way shorter. So that part is the the thing yeah. that's pushed. He'd cut over that, you know. So one question, two question, I'm off, you know, and didn't see him again. You sort of Love think, bye. <laughs> and you kind of wonder. <laughs> it's the helicopter. But then yeah. he he will leave that going. Oh, jolly good speech I did there. And you sort of think, well, mm, you know. So there's that yeah. aspect of it. So when I went to the one with, with with Desmond Tutu, obviously he arrived. He did he did a speech. You know, there's a huge amount of time for questions and. It was so many t- questions that we had to cut it, sh- you know, cut them short. And anyone in the line who didn't get to ask a question, they got to go and eat lunch in the room with him. You know, sort of, we sent like twenty kids in there, and then kind of over the weekend, as poor the- man can't even eat his. <laughs> yeah. like, I'm just gonna have just five yeah. minutes to walk down this cucumber sandwich. And well, and I mean, that's their job. Their job yeah, there yeah. Is, is to be there, you know. And then they get there, they they see that side of it. And then, you know, they had workshops in the afternoon with kind of local charities, and he would pop in, and I was running a workshop, and he kind of came in. And is he still sort of very? Um, active mm, not so much now so when we, he must be when we i think he was 88 in 2014 yeah, and he right. was very active then but, but you know yeah. mobility issues and and since then he's had a lot of health problems and oh, okay. he doesn't actually internationally travel at all anymore and well I the think man is so that would put him at what 92 93 yeah. so yeah and what was he known for like growing up what was his thing is it politics Sa- yeah because in south he, africa 
So but he was a politician. No, he's, no, it was a he's religious. Archbishop. Archbishop. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, what's happening with the thing you was talking about now mm, that you, so, you wanted people to put forward? Mm-hmm. To yeah. Go? So, um, following that that conference, we set up a peace jam in Winchester. Yeah. And that's been running for sort of five years in the same kind of process and kind of spreading all over the world and. Something else that I've been doing is with the, obviously through these organizations, with the the annual conference of the Nobel laureates who meet every year. Um, so the last one was in Colombia and Bogota. The one before that was Barcelona. The one before that was Rome. And it's just like a, a thing where they all kind of get in one place and it's like a youth conference. And it, it is, it's, you know, it's very, very interesting. And this year it's being held in September in Mexico. Um, so all the laureates will be there and there's a kind of separate youth conference. And I've kind of got a, a job now with, with Peace Jam where I'm, um, they have like an award system, award thing themselves, um, where they're kind of selecting 12 young people from all over the world for this kind of Peace Jam Nobel Peace Prize. And then the ones who are selected will be brought to Mexico to take part in the conference okay. in like an award ceremony for the ones that win. So my role at the moment is identifying and kind of connecting with like inspiring youth from all over the world. Um, and basically pushing them to nominate themselves and the things they're doing to go forward into this award thing. I'm not in charge of judging who wins. Um, otherwise, I'd probably be accused of corruption because um, I'm putting all my friends forward. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a night, it was a good thing. And the winner is? It's <laughs> oh, me! It's me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, I yeah. Oh, that's a huge upset. <laughs> um, but what's really nice about it is obviously in the last kind of, I guess five years, you know, since this kind of rotary, peace jam, travel kind of thing started, you know, I've been to youth conferences in Argentina and yeah, you've been doing South it a while now. And, yeah. and doing a lot of things that are obviously a bit, you know, some some unknown things, some kind of really you know, big platform things. And, and the people I've met, you know, are, are just incredible. And I, I work with a good friend of mine in Uganda who set up an organization called the Great Lakes Peace Center. And the Great Lakes is basically a region of, of Africa where there are five countries of Kenya, Tanzania, Uganda, the Congo, and Burundi. And they kind of function as a, as a Great Lakes group. So you find a lot of things called Great Lakes include all these countries. So he has maybe sort of six people in Uganda, young people, and then kind of six others in these other countries, so like a board of about 25 like young uh, Africans. And they just do incredible projects, kind of cross-border projects, health check things you know insane things like put you know, us to shame you know the, the, the level of mobilization and yeah. the things they do and the kind of impact level so he actually we managed to get him to england last month he was here from february to march to come to our peace the peace jam conference um and i was able to show him around london for, for a few days and he stayed with me and it was sort of really really interesting because obviously i was i've been over there twice and it's kind of reverse culture shock you know he'd been to germany last year and it's, it's first time in the uk so the, the work he does is incredible and again i'm not in charge of judging but i'm able to say to him put yourself forward you know yeah. do all your project all the things you need, put it to this thing and it's now a kind of platform where i'm in a position where i can kind of offer this platform to all the people I've met in the last five years. And, and it, it's been a really nice, I've been doing it for, since the start of this month. It's sort of like a new job. And I pretty much just went on my Facebook, you know, just through my contacts alone, <clears throat> have been able to say, right, you know, I rang my friends from Colombia and from Uganda and Cuba and said, right, what are you doing? And they say, well, I rang my friend in, in Colombia and I hadn't seen him since 2017. And I said, you know, what, I'm doing this award thing. You know, what are you doing at the moment? We're in kind of your side of the world again in September. Like maybe you can come. And he said, oh, well, since I last saw you, he set up a charity called Letters for Reconciliation. And obviously Colombia is still kind of split in half with the kind of rebels in the government. And he's working with the young people from both sides who, in this kind of way of saying, you know, the adults 
messed this up. Yeah. You know, the reason... But it's interesting, there was a referendum, wasn't there, to, yeah, for the, the piece, and it was yeah, rejected, yeah, yeah. which is really... Yeah. I don't think I've ever heard of such a thing. Yeah, so we were there when that happened. We were, that was when the mm. summit was there, and they'd, they'd rejected it. Um, and there's still this kind of ongoing peace process. But now the, the big question now is obviously in the reconciliation process, similar to South Africa, is reintegrating people back into the community. Yeah. So because it was all split in half, because there was rebels and government, and because there were, you know, kind of really bad things from both sides, you know, the, the, the kind of ideal view is, well, let's kind of forget the past of the past. Yeah. Let's try and integrate these kind of ex-rebels and these soldiers and these yeah. people back. And now that the kind of country's split in half because some people are saying, well, hang on a minute, you know, these guys have killed these people and these people have killed these people and yeah. we can't just let them back into our thing. But, yeah. then you, but then the other side is saying, well, but at the same time, you know, what, what, what else is there? You've got to deal with it. Yeah, what, it's what that or, you or you commit basically, yeah. you know, massacres. <laughs> yeah. And, you yeah. have to wipe out everyone on the other yeah, side. And, and that's yeah, on, a, on a kind of basis of who did what worse, yeah. you know. So, yeah. But he's working with youth from kind of both sides and saying, well, look, you know, as I said, the kind of adults caused this. Yeah. We didn't. We're in this kind of interesting position now where the world dynamics is changing you know the youth kind of on the, on the momentum so how are we going to kind of fix things and he's been doing this massive kind of project of young people from both sides yeah. and i remember just after speaking to him just going like wow like what he's doing is incredible so again you put yourself forward go forward for this award hopefully you know you, you'll get into it but the kind of best thing about it has been um it's almost like it sounds kind of cheesy but it's filled me with quite a lot of hope um I mean, I bounce almost every day between, I guess, like apathy and hope. You know, I think I, I don't watch the news anymore. That's not kind of where I get the sources of information for me because I think y- y- it causes depression. You, know, you yeah, listen to the radio, does. you watch the, B- the BBC news, this happened, this happened, awful news. You know, again, Brexit with this. It's almost like a, a circus of things yeah, that are going wrong. training you to be miserable. To be miserable and, and to be quite um, uh, lethargic and just easy to, to manipulate I guess and that sounds like a, a wider thing but I think there's that degree of if you just keep hearing bad stuff yeah, I, honestly yeah. god 15 years ago I said to him why do you watch the news or read newspapers that's yeah. meant to you're just hypnotising yourself yeah. with whatever somebody wants to tell you mm-hmm. bad news or important news will find you that's mm-hmm. what I think on the day if it's big enough it will find me somewhere mm-hmm. but this thing of watching you I think it will go away it's mm-hmm. mental mm-hmm. that people sit and watch news or read newspapers because mm-hmm. then you're just somebody, you're living your world with somebody else's opinions mm-hmm. So it's just like, it's nuts. Do you, re- you don't read newspapers, uh, do I, No, I don't read newspapers or really watch the news per se, but I will go to news websites. Mm. But I feel like, in a way, I have a, a control But you're over. choosing, exactly, yeah. Yeah, but also I have a... Somebody goes, I buy the, the sun every day. Yeah, oh, for mm-hmm. you bloody lunatic. Or even just watching the news. You know it's bad stuff. Mm. Unless there's a tidal wave coming, I don't need to know <laughs> the bad stuff. <laughs> I, I think but don't, don't, don't know about the tidal wave. You're better yeah. off. Somebody yeah, did try yeah. to set up a newspaper, though, with like all positive mm-hmm. things, but it just didn't work. Yes, I understand. But there's also, you don't... To me, that seems a bit sort of oh um you know the positive news and i said well up until recently that was my facebook feed it was cat videos and things <laughs> yeah. now it now it's yeah. just constant videos about how everyone who voted uh, leave is a racist and yeah. everyone who voted but remain is that, a lefty I'm only, metropolitan i've got a clue what's going on i just leave right tell me what the result is and we'll just deal with it because yeah, either way i'm getting fucked so <laughs> yeah. just yeah. Yeah, tell me which yeah. way i'm getting fucked yeah, yeah. so well, look you're here now you're back mm. right so you got this thing on what else is going on in your life anything interesting so, because um, you know, working with the Nobel laureates <laughs> and the Rotary Club in <laughs> Columbia, Bogota. I think, well, yeah. I know somebody in Manchester. I mean, yeah, exactly. That's my, that's my <laughs> throwing my spear out. So, what else is going on? What, what are you up to? Anything else? I mean, this this has given me a platform now to work kind of at my own 
pace, doing things that I enjoy, as I said, it's, it's really helping me. Not necessarily I need help, but mentally it's put me in a really good place because, yeah. you know, every day since the 1st of April, I've been speaking to people in pretty much every country you yeah. know, who are friends and saying, what are you doing? Can I put you forward for this thing? So that's kind of keeping me busy, but then obviously I'm kind of in charge of the momentum of that. Yeah. So, it's, you know, it's going to be crazy for this month until the deadline. And then after April, it's more or less um, working with this group to, to find the winners and, and prepare for the, the conference. So I'm in a position now where I mean, I'm being paid for this um, and I'm kind of doing other things as well alongside that just to, to earn money. Um, but I'm... I've been. I was doing poetry last time I spoke to you. Oh yeah, the so spoken writing, words. Writing You've done a, a few things and reading yeah. a lot of poems. So um, that's kind of developing, and I, I've been to a few kind of poetry events, and not so much kind of open mic stuff anymore, but being kind of asked by people to perform poetry, uh, which has been like really interesting. Yeah. Um, nice. So a lot of the poems I wrote are about being a carer for elderly people yeah. in a way um, of because that. Uh, sorry, just to cut you, but was, I was just been thinking this whole time. It's very interesting that you're. Um, work in vertical, you know, because I, I, I get the to, to you, it's more uh, a calling, maybe, mm. rather than if that's not too pretentious word, and I, I don't mean it to be that. But you're not clocking in nine to five. This is my thing. Yeah. Or when's my lunch break? And I've got a fart. You know, you're not that. Yeah. Mm. And there's nothing wrong with that if that's what you do, and that's fine. And yeah. again, that sounded so condescending. Sorry, <laughs> no, really didn't mean all. It. I know. But you know, mean, I mean, people work differently. I'm yeah. not someone who can sit behind a desk, but I know people who can't have. A sort of slightly no, he's not willing wheel. to sell his soul to well, do something necessarily about that. It is. Not, I'm not yeah. clocking in. Anyway, right, we're soul, not doing that. We're not doing that. No, 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 no. I'm doing a Theo <laughs> interjection here because um, that. Yeah. But so um, that's my one. I get one a podcast. I'm going to have. <laughs> I'm going to Theo. Card. Card. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to say no, no. We stop the rant here. Um, but it's interesting to me that your let's call it work is seems to be people very young. Mm. So and people who are let's say very old relatively mm. to the yeah. young people and it's quite interesting that mm. um you know you can mm. save any for uh, any of us middle-aged folks you? no no <laughs> but i mean it's um it's just interesting to me mm. is that sort of what's the why do you think that's happened or is that was that deliberate or i think it happened naturally because the thing that i wanted to do and still want to do is is teaching mm-hmm. so at the beginning sort of seven years ago i was i was preparing to be a drama teacher in a public school somewhere and then when that kind of fell apart i still retained certain aspects of it that i wanted so uh, and sorry amount so it fell apart because you weren't happy with uh, just the dominant, want, yeah, yeah. About, okay, so many right. so i was teaching something like drama like a creative subject in a kind of a school environment and again this is massively kind of generalizing because there are schools where it works and schools it doesn't mm-hmm. but at the moment there is a lot of cuts to the education system, including the um, curriculums. So things like drama, art, music, see, okay, you know, are being yeah. are being pretty much put to the bottom. You've got to just learn how to do a spreadsheet. Anything to do with yeah. ex- personal expression. Yeah, exactly. Been... <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, and it is, and that's part of this wider problem. And again, kind of more conspiracy theory side of people believe it's because everyone just needs to be a kind of robotic factory yeah. thing. Other people, you know, it's the funding, the you know, whatever. Yeah. But then other schools are, are thriving, and you usually find that the kind of m- the more economically successful schools have a you know, their own theatre and they put on plays, and the, the kind of ones that aren't are the opposite. So it was just that that kind of realization that going into this world is going to be very tough. But also there were other aspects of it as well where I didn't really like the idea of being a teacher of drama in a kind of school environment where everyone is kind of graded from A to F in a subject that I really believe is yeah. creative. Yeah, I thought, yeah, that's, uh, that that one to me, I mean, I would say there are some people who maybe can't act, but in the mm-hmm. same way that some people can and can't play the guitar. Mm-hmm. So there's yeah. nothing wrong with that but necessarily. There's but nothing I find wrong that with it. Yeah. It is what it is. With music though, for example, you know, with music, I think you can be good 
or not good in the yeah. sense that you could be graded, you know, no, no one could pick up a guitar for the first time and play a whole song, but yeah. they could still make it sound nice. And I think music's a little bit more, um, can be, can be regimented, but obviously shouldn't. But the two things, art and drama, aren't, shouldn't be. I think that's where subjectivity really plays a huge part. Yes, yeah, so my uh, little yeah, brother studied right, yeah. art, you know, and for his final exam, he had to paint something and it was on a theme of whatever. So he painted this thing, submitted it in, but knowing that that's going to kind of one individual human being mm. who's going to go probably a B or a C or he's done, you know, yeah. based on what? And then you go to like the Tate or you go to a, like an art gallery and there's a, a canvas there's poo of a, on, <laughs> poo on the stage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's poo on stage <laughs> yeah, if you go into the Tate Modern. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's the yeah. thing I would say about the Tate Modern, like it's, it, it is easy, but it's always interesting. I think I took my dad, who was a massive cynic about mm. modern art, but he was like, some of that just to walk and go no, mm. but it made some. Yeah, it's art, so it's personal. It's up one person. Well, I'm sorry, poo on sticks is not. Yeah, art. I mean, I'm that's sorry. Just, that's yeah, that's just someone then, going up yours and they his, do I'll, anything. I'll take the check. Like, well, anything, yeah. any sort of expression is art. And you go, well, mm. no, some of it's art. I want it in a frame. Decoration. <laughs> if it's in a frame, I don't know about your life's yeah. personal expression. Yeah. Um, right, listen, we got to shoot. So um, <laughs> it's, it's getting like, no, because I know you've got to go. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, would you like a rabbit dropping before we go? Uh, for the benefit of the <laughs> podcast, there's not a rabbit dropping. It's if a delicious they are, almond, expensive. Yeah, delicious almond, chocolate almond. I'll have one. Okay. Have one. All right. cool. Which is great for people. He's probably used to this sort of thing from Vietnam, so this is nothing. What, chocolate almonds? No, I mean, like weird. Well, it's not rabbit droppings. <laughs> oh, sorry, I don't think they, again, uh, to not insult our Vietnamese listeners. We don't, no. This is lovely, us all chewing um, these nuts, by the way. But, um, yeah, Sodom. As the actor said to the bishop. Um, it, <laughs> you know, they don't, they don't eat, they don't eat feces of any kind in Vietnam. <laughs> like Theo just... Well, not, that we, not that we don't know. That might be offensive. Why not? Yeah, we do. Probably no, not. it is offensive. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I leave it open. There will be a country who goes, no, we eat those. Mm. I'm sure there's probably something where, um, I mean, I've seen her, what's his, what's his, that mad bloke who goes, you know, Bear Grylls, he did something where he got, I think it was some camel dung, he squeezed it for the moisture. Mm, and no, that was gross. I'll, I'll starve. Is that the guy that got done and he got caught out in America? <laughs> I need more information. <laughs> yeah. Who's the English? Are you trying to get me attention? Oh, no. Um, is the English guy? I don't know how to ex- who explain it. So there's the guy, I think it was Bear Grylls, that went out to America. Like, mm. he disappeared for a couple of years, went out to America, was doing his survival show, and then somebody caught him that he was in, in a hotel. Mm. <laughs> he was in a four-star hotel. So they cancelled the whole show where it carried on. Mm. Um, and then he did it again. And I think there was some... They I, grasped I, I could be missed. He's not staying out in the fucking... Yeah, he's not staying out. No, I think the idea was like, so sometimes it would be positive that he was out there for the yeah, whole, the and whole duration and then not all the time so he might do a couple of nights and, yeah, go no, in forget and, it. Got and then extreme. they cancelled it and then you had to come back here so now he's doing TV shows over here tough <laughs> mate you've lost, you've lost, you've lost your chance <laughs> disappear over there and get knocked back and then come back here again so you just um, a smartphone to get grasped out well I'll end on a SAS little t- hint or tip I suppose you could have it right so get okay. this so is this going to be ha- is it where, are you going to need this when you're hitting the kids in the Vietnam <laughs> no it's nothing bad so if um, I should do no, we're not doing ASMR. We're doing SAS. <laughs> do you know we're what we're talking about? ASMR. Do you know what ASMR is? No, no See, don't look, get started. On the, ASMR that's another part of Yeah. Um, oh, what was I going to say? Something about the SAS. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So here's my tip to finish it. If you get caught in the middle of nowhere, say you're in the um, in the desert or somewhere, or even the forest, what you do and you're dehydrating, you put a pebble in your mouth. And what it does, it stimulates your mouth to um, produce saliva. Produce saliva because it thinks you're about to swallow. So that keep you alive for an extra here's my six tip minutes. You, yeah, here's my <laughs> tip if you're lost in the wild anywhere. Uh, get your phone out. Press Uber. 
they'll come get you. It's going to cost us cost a lot of money, but someone will take that. Someone will take that charge. <laughs> call, call the, the, the Do they have Uber in Vietnam? Do they have uh, uh, Grab? Grab. grab. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah. so same same, same idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sounds a bit more nefarious. <laughs> grab. <laughs> yeah. Can you choose the people that they go? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's where you go and get who you want. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's the same thing. I want to choose who's coming to get me. Not no, I don't think it's a swipe right situation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. listen, Luke. It's, it's great to see you. I'm glad everything's uh, sort of clicking into place. I'm still for uh, the, the 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 prime minister position in what twenty? What we now? I say twenty forty. Mm. Let him go and do his thing around twenty forty. Oh God, I can't do the math. Twenty years. Twenty one years. Maybe so forty seven. Yeah, mm. the world should be a bit more sensible then. Well, mm-hmm. mm. <laughs> or we might be. You know, you might be a Mortan Joe in Mad Max. <laughs> you know, if you're a That's what the world's going to be well, like. That. It's been really great to see yeah, you again, and uh, we're going to do some stuff in the future. Anyway, now are you? St- so, what are you? You're here for the. Duration so far, like yeah, yeah until okay. at least December. Yeah, okay. I felt, I yeah, I feel like we only touched on like the really big stuff. So I think we definitely need to have you back. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's got a big future ahead of him. So, like I said, I'm just you and I have got the grave to look forward to. <laughs> yeah. Just do you like our cups? We've got some new cups. I know it makes me feel really well. Says friends, on friends. It. Oh. Just to show that we are all friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the 15 ounce because anything smaller than that is pointless. <laughs> so that is a good size for a cup. Good. So you probably thought that was a normal size cup, and then you got used to it. Mm. If I gave you a normal cup now, you go, "Well, that's ridiculous. It's like shot glass." Mm. So well, he didn't fit. He didn't fill it to the very rim, though. So it wasn't actually. Fitting. No, because I put my th- spinner in there, and it, it spins out. That's his favourite thing. Mm. Uh, yeah. So we just we just we crash in and we waffle on. That's mm. how we roll in our crash intros. Crash waffle on. That's a good. That's uh, that's uh, that was <laughs> the name of my band in uh, high school. <laughs> All right, listen, um, Luke, it's great to see you again. Yes, and you we'll have you Thank back you on the next time. Bye. So. Bye-bye. 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 Sans pas croire